1: Welcome to the American Pipeline Podcast, uh, presented by BetMGM and McKenny Hockey. I am Mike Stevens. This is Sydney Wolf from the Rink Live. Sydney, how are you doing? Doing good. I
0: might sound a little funny. I'm just getting over a cold, so sorry if I have any strange noises. I don't know for any of our podcast listeners, but hopefully i can I can get it through and and talk through the episode.
1: I both you and I are look. It's the playoffs, so everyone's playing a little hurt. And uh,
0: exactly, yeah. Everybody, everybody's going through something at this point.
1: I am in the same way and for the second time this calendar year our uh, my esteemed boss Ryan Kennedy has gotten me sick. Um, he came <laughs> back from the Frozen Four with a cold that he said he was just cle- he was in the clearing out stage when I was in the studio recording with him and then a couple of days later bam got hit by a truck. So I am gotten through it, you know, my injury report at the end of the playoffs when I eventually get eliminated is going to be nuts. Um but hey, we are we are you and I were pushing we're all good, through yeah. We're pushing through for the sake of the craft, it'll be great. Um, so why don't we get started here talking a little U- U18 worlds? You know, we we talked about you know as it was progressing uh last episode, it has now reached its finale, USA One, I believe. Um, so lots of fun here. Let's talk about some of the crazy stuff that went down, starting with Cole Hudson. Yeah,
0: USA did end up taking gold, which uh, this was a couple of days ago now, or I guess almost a week, depending on. I mean, we're recording this probably a day or two before people will hear it. But the USA, sort of like uh, we said last week, sort of assumed would take gold just because they were on such a tear early on in the tournament. Um, Sweden was really good though too. I mean, every every team sort of had their their high points and their and their good players. But USA just had I don't know oh, oh, some really really good prospects on the team this year, uh, and Cole Hudson. Did really good. And there's a bunch of records we talked about last week that were getting broken. Why not just do even more of those? Um, because he now holds the record for most points scored by a defenseman in a single season, passing up Cam York. And I feel like every week we have a new like NTDP record because it's just been a really crazy year, like I said, full of just really, really elite high-level prospects. Obviously, the the NTDP always has good players like you have to be good to make the team but some years it's just seems to have more more eliteness I guess than others and this year sort of seems to have those really really like top level star players Uh, and then Will Smith too he ended up getting the the MVP he was really good and I saw a lot of people after this tournament go wow he's uh really good he's he's not going to make that push for number one or anything like that but he's going to be up there uh, because he was really impressive. And so were the other uh, BC people, including like Gabe Perel, Ryan Leonard finished towards the top and scoring. So it was a pretty crazy tournament. At least it was a, it was a good championship game. Um, from what I hear, I was able to, to watch a good chunk of it. A lot of those preliminary round games weren't so, weren't so great. Pretty, you know, out one team would outscore another team by a lot, but at least the finish seemed to be a, a, a pretty fun good game at least. And yeah, just what a, what a team for, for team USA. And I think looking back on this roster in a couple of years, it's going to be like, wow, those are some, some big names on there.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, we, yeah, it seems like based on the hype here, it's going to be a um, just a, just sort of like a, a, the class will be looked upon like that as sort of like in Canada, we look at like the world junior team of like 2005 and we go like, oh my goodness, there were so many stars on that team, you know, like Ryan Getzlav, Corey Perry, uh, Jeff Carter, guys like that. It seems like this this U18 team in the States is going to look pretty it's gonna look like that. It, it seems, or at least approach that. It seems like it's gonna be uh gonna be pretty nuts. All right. Let's talk about the USHL draft, though. Uh starting off, uh the players, the playoffs are in full swing. So the USHL having the draft during the playoffs, very interesting, but let's talk about some of the notable stuff, shall we?
0: So the draft I think is always really fun and people will tweet at me and be like, "Oh, the draft it's it's always such a long day and it's so tiring and like it is a really long day and the draft does go for a really long time, but I think it's super fun. I love just sitting at like my desk watching the mm-hmm. each pick come in and seeing like, "Oh, do I know who this player is? Do I not know who this player is?" I don't know. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun, so I had a lot of fun with it this week. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, the USHL does their draft in two phases. So the first one is phase one, and that's all the younger players of a certain birth year. And then phase two is, you know, any of those players and above from that just haven't been drafted. So the second phase is kind of like whoever you want that's not already drafted to a team, essentially. Um, so kind of interesting. This The phase two draft is way longer. It goes on for almost the whole day, to be honest. And then the phase one draft is a bit shorter since it's, it's the young players. Um, but I thought it was definitely interesting. There were some interesting picks in here. And then there were some like bigger names that I think are the more well known ones for people who have been trying to keep up with some of the scouting of these players and stuff. The, the phase one first round pick, I, I, or first overall pick, I didn't actually really know who it was. So I was kind of surprised to, uh, to see it, but I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I just didn't really know much about this player to be honest, but kind of cool to see Madison going out and, and getting a kid from Wisconsin. He plays for Notre Dame Academy, Sam Kappel ends up going first overall. So I thought that was kind of cool. Heard good, heard good things about him. And I think a lot of people were looking him up yesterday after, uh, after he went first overall. And then that second overall pick before there was a lot of tenders. So a lot of those first round picks were kind of like, voided by the tenders we've talked about in previous weeks. Uh but that second overall pick, Ryder Betzold, is a, a player that I've been able to watch quite a bit here in Minnesota. I just saw him at the the high performance Minnesota camps here recently. He's not the biggest guy yet, but I don't think you can really like I don't know, some people take in to take size into account so much for like 15 and 16 year olds that it freaks me out a little bit because I'm like most of those kids are not even close to being done growing, so I never really care about that, but he's really, really good. Uh, For Gentry Academy this past year, he had over a point per game as uh, most of the season as a 15-year-old, which is crazy. You don't see that very often, so wasn't surprised uh, by that one. A lot of tenders, sort of like we mentioned in the past few weeks, went through a couple of those, Uh, and then a couple other names that I've been able to watch. Max Anderson went in the first round. I've been able to watch him with Creighton Durham Hall this year from Minnesota. He's uh, he's really fun to watch. Liked him. I don't. I haven't been able to watch uh, Ben Kevin. I think how you say his name is Kavan. Um, he plays for the L.A. Junior Kings. Haven't been able to watch him in person because I don't get to see that team really. But I've heard a lot about him. Uh, and then just a couple other players too. Jacob Rombach. Rombach again. Don't really know a lot of these names yet since these are younger kids. But a lot of these players, quite a few Minnesota guys that I've been able to see which is cool uh, to see those younger players get recognized and, and picked in this draft. But that was kind of that phase one, the the younger players. And then phase two, kind of a, a ton of people. So not going to go through very much here. But the first couple of picks were mostly uh, NTDP guys, which was interesting. I know some people were interested by that. Charlie Serrato going first overall there and then Beckett Hendrickson. Um, technically, the third overall pick, but there was a tender at number two. So I guess he's kind of like the number two. Um, And then a lot of guys getting called up from other leagues like the Nall who've been tearing it up and then they will probably will move up. So that was uh, really interesting, really fun to watch the draft. And you can look look up the full results now if you want to take a deep dive and sort of look through everything.
1: Yeah, it will be great. All right. Well, also, there were awards and honors uh, for the USHL season that came through, starting with the the first All-Star team, second All-Star team, third Rookie of the Year, Defense of the Year goalie of the year, you know, as, as you know, let's go through those.
0: Yeah, a lot of these are, have actually just been coming out like today. Some of them, like the, the sort of all USHL teams have been out a few days now, but I've been like trying to update this throughout the day. Um, not going to go through all like the stats or anything, because most of these are players that we've already talked about, like tons on the show. Um, but the first team, no big surprise, Macklin celebrating, Cole Knuble, Ryan Walsh. We've talked about all of them. Uh, they're committed to BU, Notre Dame, and Cornell. And then uh, four defensemen Eric Polkamp, Joe Pelotichuk, and Jacob Fowler for the goalie. And though that was like the top team. Wasn't really surprised by any of those. Those are all names that uh, have been doing super, super good uh, in the USHL this year. All second team, Jack Harvey, committed to BU. He's had an electric season. Same with Ryan St. Louis who is going to be headed to Brown and Mason Marcellus also made that he's kind of an interesting name, a guy that I feel like didn't have as much, I don't know, hype, I guess, as some of these other names on this list, but he had a really, really good season. He's headed to Quinnipiac in the fall. He uh, is actually from Canada, but came to the U.S. to play like high school hockey and then played in the AJ and then came to the USHL, did really good. And now he's going to Quinnipiac. So I think he's He's really good. I think he'll make a fun uh, college hockey player. And then also on that second team, we've talked about him a lot. Max Burkholder set some franchise records. If I'm remembering correctly, Uh, Aaron Pionk, who is one of those players who is on kind of like commitment watch because he was committed to Minnesota state, but with the coaching change, everybody's kind of freaked out because they don't want to lose those commits to Mankato. I know a lot of Mankato fans are kind of sad because a lot of guys have been decommitting. So We'll see what happens with him in that commitment, but he made it on there. And then second team goalie was Matej Marinov, uh, also a, a Quinnipiac commit. And then that third team, Ryan Conmy, New Hampshire commit, two Michigan commits, and Garrett Schiffskin, then Nick Moldenhauer, who we talked about mm-hmm. a week or two ago for, for Leafs prospects. Uh, and then for defenders, we have... Again, sorry if I do not say his name perfectly correct. Uh, Artyom Levshunov, he's a player from Belarus, actually really young, came over this year to play for the USHL, Um, isn't committed yet, but he's still young, so I assume he's probably going to be playing another year here, especially since he's not committed quite yet. But he had a a really, really good season. Uh, Boston Buckberger, one of those players who flipped their commitments recently from Wisconsin to Denver And then the third-team goalie is Cameron Whitehead. He's a a Golden Knights prospect. So those were kind of like the all-team things. And then uh, today we also had a couple of announcements about, like, the more individual – well, I guess these are individual awards too, but, like, the more, I don't know, bigger titles, I guess you could call them in a way. But to nobody's really surprise, uh, USHL Rookie of the Year, Forward of the Year, Macklin Celebrini, nobody really – too surprised by that one just because he's been so, so good, and especially it's so young. I don't really think anyone was too surprised by that just because he has been tearing it up as a 16-year-old and isn't even eligible until next year's draft. Uh, and 86 points in 50 games. Can't really uh, argue with that. So wasn't super surprised by that one. Uh, USHL Defenseman of the Year goes to Eric Polkamp. This was kind of cool because I know a lot of Bemidji State fans since I live here in Minnesota, and I know a lot of Bemidji State fans uh, are kind of excited for the future. They have some interesting incoming recruits, uh, which includes this guy, Eric Polkamp, a defender actually originally from Minnesota, and this year had just uh, an awesome, awesome year, almost a point per game as a defenseman. Uh, So that was really, really cool to see. And Bemidji State fans super excited about that, as they should be. Uh, And then goalie of the year goes to Jacob Valor. He's a BC commit really, really good player too. uh, And a name that uh, you can watch out for at this upcoming draft, because he's one of the goalies that is uh, probably likely to be taken. He's six foot two. So he also has some pretty good size that all those goalie scouts want to see now. And he's done really well. 921 save percentage. He's been like their go-to guy for Youngstown. Um, and just a, a, a really, really good player overall. So those are kind of like the the all, I guess they're not all tournament teams. I keep wanting to say all tournament team, but it's not a tournament. It's for the USHL. And then kind of like the the titles for rookie of the year, forward of the year, all the position, I guess, honorables.
1: And we also have the playoffs that are in full swing. We're in the conference finals. Gonna be
0: uh, gonna be interesting here. I always love watching the the finals and to see who's gonna end up going on and and winning the Clark Cup. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, we have Fargo is gonna play Lincoln. That's gonna be an interesting series because Fargo was essentially the best team in the regular season. But sometimes that can be a curse, uh, as we saw also in in the NHL recently and in a lot of other leagues. You can be super good all season and sometimes that kind of curses you in the playoffs and then you're done and it's done. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. And then uh, Chicago will play Youngstown. And I know Chicago has a lot of kind of those big player names, but Youngstown with Jacob Fowler, obviously having a a really good goalie like him is going to be essential in, in a playoff run as well, trying to get the Clark Cup. So that's going to be super fun, really excited to see what happens with those games and uh, always fun trying to see who's going to win the Clark Cup. They're always really, really good games. And I love seeing who kind of, bursts onto the scene and has awesome performances
1: during those, those big games. Absolutely. All right. Moving over to the NCAA. Now, Uh, they're just a couple of quick new notable international commits that are headed to Northern Michigan.
0: I thought I would throw this in today because I actually just learned about this this morning and I tweeted about it and people seemed really interested in it. So I thought I would just uh, bring this on the show because a lot of times we don't talk about international players because there's, Obviously, some international or, I guess, non-American, non-Canadian players going to play NCAA hockey. But it's usually not like a ton. Like there's a handful of them, but, um, you know, not not a ton. So I thought I would throw this in here because Northern Michigan, a couple of really big commits here over, over the last like 24 hours. Um, so they got two Swedes coming their way. One of them, I had to look through kind of all the the elite prospects pages because Rasmus Larson, there's a lot of people named Rasmus Larson um, in there. So yeah. I kind of had to dig through and like, look through and be like, okay, does this team match? Does this birth year match? Cause there was a lot of them. Uh, but this Rasmus Larson is uh, currently 19, six foot three left-handed defenseman, and he's prospect eligible for the draft and uh, has been ranked on that central scouting list for European skaters. So he's a name you could hear at the draft this upcoming summer Um, and is a big left-handed defender, uh, currently playing over in Sweden, and he was taken in the first round of the Phase 2 USHL draft, so I assume that means he's planning on playing in the USHL next year, and then probably doing college, uh, just because he was taken so high in that draft, so that was a big one. This next player, also from Sweden, has an awesome name. His name is literally Viking Gustafsson which I think is awesome that his name is literally Viking and he's Mm -hmm. six foot six. So, I mean, kind of awesome. If you ask me, a lot of people were hyping it up on Twitter. They're like, wow, that's awesome. That guy's name is Viking. He's six foot six, 205 pound left-handed defenseman. So a big dude too. Uh, He's turning 20 this fall. So I'm not sure if he's planning on going to Northern Michigan for this upcoming year or not, or if he's planning on playing in Sweden again, which is where he was playing these last few years or maybe he's planning on coming over here and playing don't really know but I thought that was an awesome name and he is a big big dude so that is a big defender to add to your pipeline and then the last one that I found out about today uh is is another really really big get for them they're just picking up these international players over this last day really easily uh this is a Russian player actually and his name is Vladislav Lukashevich And he is actually already drafted by the Florida Panthers 2021 fourth round pick. So pretty good prospect there. And a lot of those guys, I feel like uh, we don't see too many Russian players coming over to play NCAA hockey. Like there's a handful of them, but it's not super, super common. So really cool to see that he, I assume, is planning on coming likely for this next year to northern Michigan. He's 19. So again, I assume it's going to be for next year but it could be for the year after that. Um currently playing in Russia but sounds like he's going to be coming over to uh Northern Michigan. Also a defenseman, 6 foot 1, left-handed. So a couple of really really big pickups there for for Northern Michigan and a lot of people were um I don't know Northern Michigan fans on my Twitter were like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Let them cook." Like keep getting all these awesome international recruits. So that was pretty cool to see. And yeah, we'll have to see if they end up uh, playing one more year of hockey until they come to Northern Michigan, or if these are guys that are coming in in the fall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're moving officially into the Western conference now uh, for our, our pipeline breakdown of, of certain teams. Um, and we are moving, we're going to the center or sorry, the Pacific division. We got the Anaheim ducks on deck here. Let's start off with Michael Callow of Muskegon of the USHL.
0: So I believe on my list, this is the only USHL player. I did double check, uh, but the only player in the USHL uh, currently, but a uh, g- really good player currently playing for Muskegon is a guy that uh, played a handful of games with the NTDP. He wasn't like a full-time national team guy, but looks like he filled in a couple of games for the U-17s, U-18s throughout his younger career he was uh, a fifth round pick this past draft 19 years old uh, he's from he's from Boston and he's a pretty big guy he's a six foot four uh, forward so got some good size there and he's been having a really good year honestly in his first season in the USHL this year he has 40 points over 61 games so I think that's really promising numbers for your first season in the USHL, because like we've said in the past, it can take a lot of guys a a season or so to adjust to junior hockey and just get used to it. Um, And a lot of times it's like the first year is kind of getting used to it, adapting. And then that second year, they really turn it up, but he's had a, a really, really good year this year. So we'll see if he ends up going to the NCAA after this, he's committed to Harvard. So we'll see what, uh, what happens and what decision he makes because his stats were really good. So I wouldn't be surprised if he heads there this upcoming year. And he was fourth on the team in total points. So honestly, a really promising prospect for the Ducks here and a young player in the USHL.
1: Absolutely. All right. Now we got Jackson Lacombe uh, from Minnesota. He's actually already signed and played a couple of games, games, uh, two games specific uh, with the the Ducks looks to be a pretty good uh, you know pretty good pick second round pick in 2019 22 year old left shot defenseman so he was able to join
0: and and already suit up for a couple of games at the tail end of the season for Anaheim Uh, played with Minnesota, they made it all the way to that championship game. So he played a a really, really good full season with Minnesota this year and then suited up for two NHL games with the Ducks towards the the tail end of their season. So I'm not sure if that means he's going to be playing mostly with them next year or if he's going to be playing with the the AHL team. Not quite sure. We'll see where they need him. But he was really, really good. And this year, uh, a big part of – a a big reason why Minnesota was really good this year and uh, really was one of their top defenders. And he did all four years of college hockey. So he wasn't really leaving early or anything like that this year. He had 35 points in 37 games, so almost a point per game as a defenseman. So really good offensive production there. Um, And for him, he was able to uh, I think playing four years was really smart because he made the jump right from playing for Shattuck St. Mary's to Minnesota. So he didn't really have, much like junior hockey in between, I think he played like three USHL games or something, and then just went to play college hockey. So he's a really, really good prospect. Played in the World Junior Cup uh, once, and and was the top scoring D man for Minnesota this year. So I think this is going to end up being a really promising prospect for the Ducks. And hey, he's already got uh, two games of NHL experience under his belt. So that's kind of cool to see he was already able to to get in there and kind of dip his toes into into professional hockey.
1: Absolutely right. Now we got Nikita Nestoranko from Boston College. He was dealt to uh the Ducks from the wild at the trade deadline or his rights were uh then he signed and he's played in a couple games, nine games for them to be specific. He was a 2019 sixth round pick, but he's looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, another player that just came in and was able to already suit up a couple of times. And like you said, he was traded from the wild as as part of that uh Klingberg draft or trade when it happened. I guess, I don't know. I was thinking of the word draft, but um, he was traded as part of that, like Klingberg deal and all that stuff. So he ended up, uh, his rights being traded to Anaheim and he's already played in nine NHL games and he did score his first official NHL goal already. So it seems like that's, that's pretty cool. You are able to skate in a couple NHL games at the end of the season and he scored a goal. I believe it was his third game that he suited up for. So Cool to see there. He's six foot two, so pretty good size there. Twenty one years old, was a junior at Boston College this year and had thirty four points in thirty six games, so almost a point per game. Was second in points, only to Cutter Gauthier. So it seemed like he was pretty ready for the NHL. He got better every year in the NCAA. So again, another pretty promising prospect if you're a Ducks fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, now we got Kyle Kukanin. Kukkonen cooking uh, Kukanen, There we go. From Michigan Tech. Uh, somewhat undersized, 5'10", you know, center, but he was a 2021 sixth round pick and he's uh, seen, he's looked pretty good whenever he's, uh, whenever he stepped on the ice.
0: I think this is kind of like a a sneaky good player, to be honest, because he has been really, really good. He's from Minnesota, so I've been able to watch him a little bit. And, and last year he played with the Madison Capitals of the USHL. They made it all the way to the Clark Cup Finals. Uh, And he had almost a point per game for them. So he's doing really good. And then this year as a freshman at Michigan Tech, he has just been really, really good. Um, Like you said, he's not the biggest guy out there, but that really hasn't affected him much, Um, especially for a six-round pick. I think he's going to be a really, really solid six-round pick. He had 27 points this year as a freshman, and he actually scored the most goals on the team this year as just a freshman. So that's kind of cool to see and had the second most points overall. So Really, really good player. I think this is kind of a sneaky good six-round pick. We'll see how he does for his sophomore season because a lot of people say, well, your freshman year, you might do really good, but sometimes they face that sophomore slump a little bit. Um, but I don't know. He's he's really, really good. So I think this will be cool to see him keep growing in another strong uh, Ducks prospect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, then we got Sam Calangelo from Northeastern. Uh, he's transferring to West- Western Michigan, though. Uh, he was a second-round pick in 2020. Six foot two, uh, you know, interesting little prospect we got here, or big prospect, I guess, because he's six foot two.
0: Yeah, this is one we might have touched on about the transfer portal uh, a while back. I don't remember if we mentioned this one or not, but uh, Sam is is a guy, like we said, six foot two, so definitely some good size, and was a former second round pick in 2020, so pretty high pick, and he played three years at Northeastern previously played in a world junior cup and now he's going to transfer. So we'll see how the transfer to Western Michigan is going to treat him uh, because they're pretty different teams. So we'll see if that style of hockey uh, treats him better. He didn't have like bad stats or anything. I mean, the last two years he's had over 20 points. So pretty good. We'll see if that change of scenery kind of sparks him up and gets him to even a higher level though. Um, And he still has, I believe two years of eligibility if he decides to use his COVID year um, because he's done three and with that COVID year, he could do two more. So we'll see. But again, uh, a player that has done pretty well in college hockey.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Trevor Janicky, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, 2019 fifth round pick uh, 22 year old. So, you know, still he's, he's starting to, to, you know, get up there, but produced pretty well for Notre Dame last year.
0: Yeah, produced pretty well. I mean, Notre Dame was a team that was kind of back and forth. They would have some like pretty good wins and then they would not do super well. So it was kind of hard to to gauge their stats a little bit. And he was a senior. So I assume since I haven't heard any signing news about him that he's coming back for, for a fifth year to use that COVID year. But um, I'll have to double check on on some of that. But the past two years, he's done pretty well, has put up over 20 points. Uh, and like I said, Notre Dame was kind of a, a back and forth team. Uh, so Those 22 points he had this season was second in total points on the team. So that's really promising. Um, Was a national team guy, and he has a bunch of family members that uh, also have been Notre Dame people. So I assume that means he's coming back, uh, but we'll see. I'll have to double check on that and see if I can find out any news.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. All right, now uh, you know the joke that we like to make here is brother of Cole, uh, Judd Caulfield, you know, obviously they're not related. It's pronounced it's spelled differently. Um, but Judd Caulfield from North Dakota is actually already signed and playing in uh with the, the Ducks AHL affiliate in San Diego. Um originally drafted in Pittsburgh, would easy 2019, fifth round pick. Um 22 year old, six foot three, big forward.
0: Yeah, really big guy. So he's uh, kind of just like that big power forward, I guess you could say type guy because he's a big dude and he was originally drafted by Pittsburgh, like you said, and it sounded like he was going to return for his fifth year at North Dakota. But then once his rights were traded, he signed. So maybe that he kind of wanted to to play professionally this next year and found a way to do that. Um, so this year he didn't have like crazy amount of like offensive production, 19 points in 39 games, but North Dakota kind of had a down year this year. Um, but he's already played some games with the San Diego Gulls. He's already played in five. So he's already started to dip his toes into professional hockey a little bit. And he's a guy that uh, also a national team player. So pretty uh, has played at a high level before.
1: Absolutely. All right. Now, speaking of someone who actually is brothers with an NHL player, uh, this is Jack Perbix, sorry, um, uh, whose brother is Nick, who uh, is actually not playing with the, with the Tampa Lightning right now because they did get kicked out of the playoffs. Um, They did get eliminated uh, and lost uh, just to remind everyone that. Um, But yeah, so he is, uh, uh, he's a 2018 fourth round pick, uh, you know, played three years at Minnesota. He's transferring from Western Michigan to Michigan tech now.
0: Yeah. A a little interesting to see that he's going to be on his third school, to be honest. Um, But we'll see. I mean, you might as well, especially if uh, you're drafted and maybe the, the pro team says we would like you to see you take another step still. So played with the Gophers for a long time and then played at Western Michigan. And now it sounds like he's going to Michigan or excuse me, Northern Michigan. I don't know why I wrote Michigan tech. There's too many Michigans for me. To oh, there's so many on.
1: Michigans. Yeah.
0: Um. There's, there's so many Michigans, but uh, Jack Perbix, uh he's, he's done pretty well every year. I mean, his best year was this year. He had 19 points in, in 39 games. So definitely nothing too shabby. I think there's just a lot of people that want to see him take that, that's just sort of next step and really just elevate himself. So we'll see if he can do that this year at Northern Michigan um, because this would be his final year then, because this would be his fifth year. So this would be his final year of eligibility. So we'll see.
1: Very cool. All right. Now we got Ian Moore from Harvard, 2020 third round pick uh, six foot three left shot D so big guy.
0: Yeah. Big guy, uh, good defenseman. It seems like he's a good two-way defender, good skater. Uh, And, you know, he's been doing pretty good for Harvard. Uh, He also played in a World Junior Cup, only a sophomore. And since we haven't heard any, I haven't heard any signing news about him. Assuming he's coming back, going to come back for his junior year, keep rounding out his game. Had a goal and 18 assists this year. So putting up uh, some pretty decent points there. And, yeah, seems like he just has good skating and uh, good good two-way defenseman can put up points when needed, but is also uh, responsible defensively.
1: Very cool. All right. And then finally, we got Will Francis from Minnesota Duluth. Uh, Incredible story in that he battled leukemia. It was diagnosed in 2020 and recovered from it. Um, So, incredible, huge round of applause and and props to him. Uh, 22 year old, massive six foot five right shot D. Uh, He's, you know, he got regularly back in the lineup this year, which is good. Uh, 2019 sixth round pick.
0: Yeah, obviously, really really you know terrible that he had to go through that and that kind of sidelined his hockey career for a little little while because he really had to just focus on you know getting better in his health but it's really cool to see that he was able to get back in the lineup this year which was uh, awesome to see him back playing for for the Bulldogs and like you said he's a big guy six foot five Minnesota native was a six round pick uh, played in the USHL two years and then uh, he played in a couple games in 21-22 in for UMD, but only like five. And then this year really got into that regular lineup for for the Bulldogs. So really hoping he's able to come back for next year and just keep it up, keep going, because obviously that's got to be super tough to to battle back from cancer and, you know, jump back into to college athletics, which is uh, just, yeah, ama- amazing to see he was able to do that. So we'll see what he does uh, this next year for UMD.
1: Yeah. That'd be amazing. All right. Now, normally we would end the podcast here, but real quick before we leave the USA, um, you know, I men's world championship roster was announced and we have some, uh, some American pipeline names on this uh, starting with, uh, you know, cutter Gauthier and Lane Hudson uh, will be representing the, uh, uh, you know, they'll obviously be representing the USA over in Tempere, Finland. Um, and on top of that too, we have like Henry Thrun um and uh, uh
0: just tons of names we've talked about i feel like a lot Sean Farrell Matt yeah. Coronado
1: Drew Camesso like just so many Carter Mazer guys we've talked about everywhere
0: or guys that were like a year or two out from from hockey they played the the year before this year stuff like that but a lot of yeah big names on there
1: exactly so yeah we just wanted to bring that up just so you know because it came while we were recording wanted to to put that out in the ether so we didn't forget it but you know with that being said that brings us to the end of the show sydney thank you again for doing this we'll be back next week to keep breaking down all the great stuff that's happening in the american pipeline and go through uh, another team in the pacific division it's gonna be a lot of fun